Welcome to Chip Tooth Podcast, episode number 22. 20, 22? Yeah. Oh, I guess because well, less. Yep. What was supposed to be 23, oh, honestly. That sucks. Yeah. Now our numbers are messed up. Yeah. Um, my name is Nick. I'm Ben. And we are your hosts on this journey of intrigue and fun and bullshit. Because that, that's, what, that's what most of the podcast is, just us bullshitting. Not, like we have a couple topics, but then we end up not following the topics at all. I have a list of topics we've never gotten to. <laughs> yeah, a lot of topics. that like He just keeps on adding to the list. It's just a big damn list. Yeah, and it, it never goes down because we'll talk about one, and then he adds probably three or four each week, and they just keep on piling up. Yeah, well. His notes section in his iPhone is a mess. But it works out because that means we got a wealth of wealth of I was gonna say wealth of knowledge, but maybe not knowledge. <laughs> I wouldn't say we have knowledge. We definitely have a wealth of topics that if we ever need to, we can go to. Yeah, but dive in. a lot of them aren't evergreen. If I had to guess, most of them are probably yeah kind of time specific. Pretty dated, I imagine. Yeah. Um, speaking of, uh, I guess time sensitive things, uh, we so two weeks ago on episode twenty one. Uh, well, actually, I want to do this first. I want to explain why we didn't have an episode 22 yet, why right. we missed the week. Because I think we posted about it, but we didn't really say the whole story, maybe? Yeah, so on our regular page, uh, like our just our Facebook page, I posted that uh, we weren't going to have an episode due to unforeseen things, whatever. But then in our forum, I kind of gave the story behind it, uh, which if you want to join the forum, just search Chip Tooth Forum. Uh, but the reason why there's no intro music and the reason why we didn't have an episode... And the reason that hopefully this doesn't sound that bad, but it may not sound as good. Yeah, uh, the, the reason for all that is because I got my laptop stolen, which is what we record the podcast on. Yeah, it has we, like everything on it. It has everything. It has our intro music. It has our entire backlog, which I'm sure I can download from Anchor or whatever, at, like somehow, but... Maybe. Yeah, but, you know, we, we lost everything. Right. We had not to ep- mention other things that you had in your car oh yeah i also had a a work ipad that got stolen as well my christ and what what was my ipad was in was my favorite backpack like i love this backpack more than anything so honestly fuck everything the backpack well i don't know know why but like okay so you know when people people say that like when their their car gets broken into or their house or whatever like they get this like overwhelming sensation of like like their heart, like their stomach drops, their heart like starts yeah, pounding really hard. You feel hard. violated, yeah. sort of. I didn't feel that. Like when really? I got in, I like looked, and I was like, "Hold on." I was like, "I thought I had my bag in here," because uh, I put my dog into the back seat before I get in, because mm-hmm. I drop him off somewhere in the mornings. And I looked, and I was like, "Hmm, backpack's not there." I wonder if Charlie brought it in or whatever, because she went into my car. Um, and well. No, she didn't go into my car that night, but she had gone into my car recently. So I was like, maybe she brought it in. Uh, and I get into my front seat and I notice glove compartments open, center consoles open, stuff's just thrown all over my car. I was like, fuck. And then I realized I didn't lock my doors the night before. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, I, uh, I never, like, because... I, I'm like I, mean, I used to live in Sharpsburg in the, like a super deep like neighborhood, so like I wasn't like ever concerned about somebody breaking into my car, so like I wouldn't lock it very often. But also I rarely left things in there that were of value. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just slipped up one time. I forget to lock my car, and I also happen to have my laptop and my iPad for work in there. 
all the important shit. Yep, the the things of value that I have uh, as far as material value goes, we're all in there. And somebody, I guess, like I, I called the cops uh, when I got home from work that day, and I was like, hey, you know, like I kind of gave them the, the story or whatever. And so, you know, I think either somebody who lives here or visiting somebody came in and just saw it and took a chance and just so happened to be that my car was unlocked and he said yeah you know we don't we haven't gotten any calls about anybody else being robbed in here or anything like that so he thinks he's like you know it's very likely that somebody who just saw an opportunity and took it um you know how i am about theft well yeah yeah i i'm fucking i was so upset like i wasn't like i said i didn't feel like my stomach didn't drop i didn't feel violated or anything like that i was just upset i'm just annoyed yeah it's just bullshit that now you got to put up with yeah man it's just it's very frustrating to me that you that like we live in a society where people think like oh shit a car's unlocked i'm just gonna go ahead and take advantage of this and take stuff right like it's just fucked up you know um and what's crazy is you know uh, everything that I have has a passcode or a, or a password on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I imagine, like, laptop, iPad, I mean, that kind of stuff. Like, they actually have, like, real passwords that have eight-plus characters in them with uppercase letters and stuff like that, so, and numbers. So, yeah, I don't, so they're not going to get into it. No, I mean, I'm not concerned about any of my information getting out there or anything like that. Like, that's not something I'm concerned about. But what confuses me is, like... From what I understand, it's not really possible to unlock or, or to reset in like a an Apple product without being able to get in with a passcode. Right. Like I don't know what they plan on doing or how they could possibly get to to wipe or anything like that right. so they can actually sell it or whatever. Yeah, and I imagine anybody they're gonna try to sell it to is gonna wanna make sure it's open, like they can get into it. Yeah, and, and I set the iPad, so because the iPad was actually connected to my personal uh, iTunes account, so I was able to go on to find my iPhone or whatever and set it so, hey, it's in lost mode, so if somebody opens it, I'll automatically get a notification. <clears throat> uh, it hasn't happened yet. It's been close to two weeks now, and I still haven't got a notification, so I don't know what's going on with that, but then... And I at least had serial numbers for that one because it's connected to my account. Right. The laptop, though, had my sister's account or somebody else's account because I never used apps on there. I never downloaded apps. All I had was Logic for right. recording. That was the only thing I ever used on there as far as apps go. Um, so I had everybody in my family like searching through all of their different accounts that they've ever had, like trying to figure out like if we can find that serial number so we can give it to the police so that it can get sent out so it can get added to the database that like if a pawn shop buys something they can if they enter the serial number into the database it'll pop up as stolen and they'll get a call right um <clears throat> but nope i'm still just waiting i'm checking let go and all that stuff to try and find somebody trying to sell it in the area or whatever and right. i just can't find anything so i've kind of given up on it at this point and i'm trying to figure out a way to buy a new macbook i guess without Weird. breaking my bank yeah me i'm not even a brand new one just no. maybe while you're looking for yours yeah. maybe find another deal on one yeah i mean on let go you can find them for like like close to the year that i had which mm -hmm. was a like a 2012 or 2013 right which actually had just been outdated 
like the, the last lot. update was the last one they're like your software or your uh, hardware doesn't isn't compatible with the software right um but i'm getting for like 250 bucks 300 bucks but i just don't have that money just to throw around right now yeah, yeah. especially with uh rent and all that stuff mm-hmm. a bunch of birthdays this month <laughs> in my family that's where all the money's going month. uh so you know uh so we're working with an old laptop that i have using a really a free um recording software until we figure out what the long-term plan is going to be so hopefully this turns out as well as the other ones i'm sure it will i'm sure it'll be fine um yeah yeah, so so that's the story behind what happened i made a silly blunder and ben was out of town uh so there was no way that we could record a new episode for last week well yeah what sucks is we had one pre-recorded but yeah, our buddy Jack. It's gone. And Natalie was on, and Jasper. It was such a great. It was probably the best episode ever we could have ever done. It's like a you know the, you know <laughs> and the, now it's uh, gone. You know the song "Tribute" by Tenacious D. Yeah, this is the greatest podcast. Yeah, tribute. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. We, we talked about all the topics that were hot. You know, like the women's national team asking for pay, for equal pay. Yeah, all yeah. that stuff, man. We were all over it and. But it's in the past. It is in the past. Can't rehash it. No. But um, but what I will say that that was in the past, in our last episode that we discussed, um, the... Um, You're talking about the one before the pre-recorded one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, the <clears throat> raid Area 51, the can't stop all of us thing. Right, right. That's become the biggest meme ever now. Dude, it's crazy. So I saw it just like randomly. I don't know how I saw it. There's like 20,000 people on it or it, something well, so when there you saw 20, There was 20,000 people saying they were going. Right. And then there was like 40,000 people that said they were interested. Right. Because I listened back to it because I, I just realized, like I realized something today and I looked at it and I was like, holy shit, there's 2.8 million people who have responded to this. Jesus, we it caught really it. blew up. We caught it at 60 something thousand. Right. So uh, I have to say. <laughs> were we the... Uh... We were the catalyst. Yeah, we were the the uh, lightning rod. I would say so. Yep. Got everybody interested. There it is. Chip Tooth Podcast starting trends. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Most of you probably heard about it first from us. Well, yeah. If anybody listening. Yeah, yeah, but so what I ended up doing, which I don't think you've seen it, uh, is I started an event that is for a better cause. Oh, I did see this. You started that. Wait, which one? Wait, okay. Go you go ahead, and then I'm, we can talk about it. Okay, so I, I started one uh, that's called uh, Stop Paying Taxes, They Can't Arrest All of Us. Right. And I'm trying to get that going. Um, yeah, no, I saw that. I didn't know you created that. I yeah. thought it was something you just added me to. No, Chip Tooth Podcast started that one. Nice. Yeah, we're the, the host. Let's shut that shit down. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I posted a meme, and it was about... Uh, like we spent like 200 and something million dollars bombing people in Somalia or something like that a while back. And I said, uh, I said, without our tax dollars, they'll have to find another way to fund, uh, their mass murder of Brown people in the middle East. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So, you know, nice. anarchy shut it all well, down. Let's see what, how many followers is that at right now? It's not many. It's like 20 something. All right. So right now, as of July 16th, only 20 people let's see what happens next week yeah i'll I'll pull it up uh but but yeah uh like i said we started that we 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 got the area 51 way going 27 responses sweet yeah 
11 are going, 16 are interested. Nice. And just so you guys know, we have until January 1st. That's the date that's set to stop doing it. Because, oh. you know, you got to get everything in line. You got to figure out a way <laughs> to convince your boss to to convince the company you work for to commit tax fraud. Um, <laughs> so they stop uh, taking money out of your paychecks. And then you also have to figure out a way to hide the money that you're making. All yeah. that stuff. So you so, got a year or six months. <laughs> yeah. And, and we'll start next year. Next year is when we stop, is when we stop paying taxes. Yeah. And get, you know. Six million people following us, and maybe it'll work. Yeah, that's not even enough, man. There's already, honestly, probably half the popula- population in the United States doesn't pay taxes already. Well, we just um, get them, and then get the other half. Yeah, th- that's who we need. We need the other half, the the good citizens of the United States. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be that little boundary we gotta break, but. Yeah, I mean, like, like I said, the the hard part's gonna be getting your boss to commit tax fraud. <laughs> and I think you could do it. You could probably swing that. <laughs> Yeah. yeah speaking of that did you see um dang it uh the the area 51 one it was uh there's that many people and then there was a somebody there was like a news article talking about a huge spike in flights to utah no way or sorry nevada, or nevada yeah there's no like i think it was honestly it might have been a joke i didn't really investigate yeah but i saw that i saw that i thought and there was a meme right under it of like Andy Dwyer going, oh, "It's happening!" Yeah, <laughs> um, that was great. There's a. I've been seeing a lot of news articles of the Air Force actually like putting out statements saying they're going to meet any sort of rate, any sort of like people that are trying to get in with force. Right. Um, which, like, I imagine that they're that they mean with like uh, non-lethal rounds. But the only way to do to use non-lethal rounds, you have to be within a, like really close distance for them to actually be effective in any way. Right. So I imagine that they're talking about like legit force. I mean, I imagine tear gas, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So what's gonna be funny is they're gonna move all of these forces over to that base when it gets close to September twentieth, and people are gonna be really concerned. And what's gonna happen is. Everybody's going to raid other places. Yeah. I saw the other one. It's like, uh, raid the Fed while everybody's at yep. Area 51. That's a good one. They, they can't stop they, us. They stopped that one. They they, they actually did. canceled it. They yeah. canceled that one? Yeah, I don't know why. Probably got taken down. Something like that. I, I got a notification because I, I said I was going to that one. Yeah. Like, as a joke, obviously. Um, And I got a notification that said that the event was canceled. Darn. I'm like, come on, man. Like, why would the guy who put it up, why'd you pull it down? Come on, TJ. Start another one. Yeah, well, that's the IRS or the tax thing. Nice. Yeah. Um, but something Facebook-wise as well that uh, has been happening to me recently is uh, I really, like I, we were talking about it before, I've really gotten into hardcore all of a sudden, like over the past couple of days. Hardcore music? Hardcore music, yeah. Uh, or hardcore porn? Uh, music. Oh, okay. Music, only, yeah. When you say hardcore, you know, you got to specify. Yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> hardcore music. Uh, okay. Um, and that's because uh, a guy named Tim, who uh, I met, guy named Tim. Yeah, who I met in, I'm assuming, I think it was the System Is Down forum, mm-hmm. uh, which our buddy Dan, that's his podcast forum. Uh, but you know, we run in a couple of the sim- of similar forums, and I just talk to him every now and then, and come to find out that he's really into like old school hardcore and some of the newer stuff like a little bit here and there like terror he likes um and Mm -hmm. 
we were just talking about he's a gen xer so he's my he's around my dad's age and he was talking about like you know like the really old school like hardcore bands and i was like i was like okay cool um he said are there any like he calls he calls people in our in um my generation specifically because i don't know if you're within the cutoff but uh generation z is what i am technically i mean we're we're both born in 96 I okay think. so generation z um <clears throat> and he calls us zoomers instead of boomers zoomers zoomers I like that um and he said is there a gorilla biscuit or gorilla biscuits uh for zoomers which is a hardcore band from 80 uh, from the okay. 80s uh that's funny <clears throat> i was like you know i said what's weird so it's kind of hard to find a band that is very similar to a hardcore band in that time period. So because, you know, it's progressed so so much. Like right. it's gone from being like just really fast paced and like yelling to yeah. being more screaming, melodic and percussion driven. Right. Um, but he and I had like a pretty long conversation today over common thread uh, about like hardcore music and bands and stuff that we listened to and right. it was really cool so i i've been listening to like old stuff like gorilla biscuits um stuff like that uh, all day really and it's it's super cool i'm really getting into hardcore now because when i got here like the first thing I was, I was talking to you about was like oh man terror love them yeah. like all this stuff and um you're like why why are you all of a sudden into hardcore yeah it's like i don't know man like, i've been I, loving it dude i mean honestly like uh, listening to the, this, I mean, it's not like brand new stuff, but stick to your guns and things will get you into all that stuff. Yeah. Like uh, another band uh, like Ignite or uh, Walls of Jericho, like those bands, huge bands, uh, and they're still really big. But uh, but yeah, it's just you're talking about Terror and stuff like that. And now I think Terror's on tour with Stick to Your Guns and Counterparts. And what was the other one? Uh, Sanction. Sanction, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to be here in Atlanta in August. Yeah, sometime. Yeah, which is going to be, be fun. awesome. Yeah, I think we should go to that show for sure. I think my dad would really enjoy that show because um, oh, really? he was a hardcore kid. Like when he was uh, in high school, all he listened to was Sick of It All and right, the right. bands like that, um, which is really cool. And that's probably where I get my music taste from anyways. Yeah, know, now it's just, like you said, just the newer takes on it all it's a new age yeah it's a i mean more singing a little bit like not really singing it's more like a just like a really modulated singing voice right as opposed to just like full-on screaming that metalcore has well yeah it used to be just a full like maybe not every song but there was just uh something that they had to rant about and it became a song and there wasn't necessarily a rhyme or a reason to it it was just I I feel strongly about this. Let's make so, a song. And it was just... Exactly. And they just did it. Yeah, it was really fast beats, uh, which were underneath, like, really riffy sounding guitars. Right. Um, and now what? Now it seems to be, like, really riffy still, but it's a lot more percussion. Um, like, the drums are pulled into the front, into the foreground a lot more. Mm-hmm. And it's also... Um, it's got more of a flow to it, like more of a melody. Right. So like the scream, like even though it's still screaming, there's like a, a flow to it. It's not just like, yeah, ah, yeah there's ah, like, ah, there's ah, like different, ah, ah. there's pitch differential and all kind. Of, it's, it becomes a more of what we would call a song today versus yeah. like what they would like a thrown together, you know, band like type 
idea. I don't know exactly. I guess they're, it's all songs, but you know what I mean? Like, the progression between that and this. So. Yeah, it... I think that a lot of it also comes with like the just the style of screaming that there is now. Because right. before it was more shouting. Right. It's like it was all like punk music and stuff like that, and then it just got heavier and heavier. Yeah, and, and now now it's like Yeah, it's more screaming. Like it's all drawn out, like really like long. I thought you were literally gonna just scream into that it, microphone. I would blow it out real bad. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it, like it all flows now. Like the screaming isn't all broken up and doesn't have like that. Was it staccato, where sure. it's like uh, start, stop, start, stop, like yeah, yeah. a lot of gaps. It's more like all like a, like a sentence is like a whole line would be just one basically continuous scream. Yeah. Um, so instead of staccato, it's legato. Legato, exactly. It's long. <laughs> it's long instead of. St- I don't know if that's exactly st- right, but stagger. I don't know. Um, anybody that cares would laugh at that. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, so we were just kind of talking about the difference in the style of music, and through that, I was looking up um, like playlists for him that would have a mixture of both. Right. It's like it has like stick to your guns in it, as well as Gorilla Biscuits and all that stuff. And I actually found one that's made by Pure Noise. Yeah, I was which, gonna say. I feel like Pure Noise is perfect for that. Yeah, Pure Noise is the hardcore like record label. Yeah. So it has like counterparts and stuff on Obviously, there. Obviously, and like uh, Sumerian is another good one. Sumerian Records, yeah. They don't they have um, Kubikon on Sumerian? I'm pretty sure. At least they did. Kubikon might have switched by now, but. They they were on there. Six Year Guns used to be on there. Mm-hmm. Straight from the Path was on there for a while. I think uh, he might like straight straight from the Path too. Like yeah. I told him, I told him knock the loose if he wants to like just honestly too. Like Code Orange is another that's, very popular one. That's, that's like you know a big. It got so popular because it is so similar to like old. Know, it's like that doom metal, but also like super like oldie hardcore. I guess yeah. But uh, when, when I, I called my dad after I talked to that guy for a while, after I talked to Tim for a while, and I was like, uh, I was like man, he was, he was asking me about these bands or whatever, and he said, oh, yeah, man, I haven't heard those names in so long. It's like, <laughs> it's crazy, because I know every single band that you just said, it's who I used to listen to. Right. And my I asked my dad, so, you know, out of the bands that we listen to now, so like, are there any bands that you would recommend to him specifically? And he was like, Obey the Brave. Uh, okay. um, Knocked Loose would be one. Stick to your guns. He said basically like the bands I had named already, but he said Obey the Brave, and I right. went back and listened. I was like, yeah, Obey the Brave definitely kind of fits into that category too. And I didn't even think about them. Right. Um, but it's uh, it's super cool because like we have the, it's a huge generational gap mm-hmm. between because it's I mean it's at least twenty years. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean it's two generations. Right. Gen, Gen X to what we are which is like gen z or end of millennial zoomies, beginning of the zoomies the zoomers, <laughs> zoomers. Uh, the zoomies. that's funny um so i mean like there's like music still bringing different generations together because they're all based off of like the same style for the most part yeah it's just one has progressed to this point um and then and another, right and another 40 years we'll see our our kids kids or something will be like oh yeah that one band and we'll just be like oh yeah i haven't heard that name in 40 years yeah that's so funny because um you know he uh i don't know i I just think that sort of stuff super cool because like it's somebody that i met on the internet that i knew nothing about and we started like we kind of 
got the rapport because we joke about conspiracies or whatever right, we point right. out. Like, yeah, I mean, it's a community crazy. you're both a part of. And then also, like, uh, he's an anarchist too. Like, he's a gotcha. Uh, he's the same, yeah. <clears throat> the same political views for see, the most part as me. See, that's one of the good things about the internet. Yeah, it's one. Of the, it's it's definitely uh, you hear a lot of bad things. You see a lot of bad things on the internet. But this is part. This is what the inter- What like Facebook and stuff was made for was yeah. for networking with people yeah, with similar ideas, finding friends with similar <clears throat> interests, making connections, making groups that are going to storm government bases. Yes. you know, <laughs> all exactly. of those things. <laughs> Yeah, man. All we got to do is take it to the logical conclusion that if they can't stop all of us at Area 51, they can't stop all of us with anything. Right. So if they put forth a law that is unconstitutional or that does not have public opinion or, like, public support, they can't stop all of us. Right. We just got to shut that shit down. There's got to be, yeah. I mean, it's the right, more or less the right direction. But it's like mob rule and things like that could easily take over, so. Yeah, that's true. Which... You know, I I don't know. It's not if done in the way that we're talking about in this. You know, uh, not what is it? Uh, not dystopian, but utopian. What is it? What utopian? Utopian, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. Like a utopian version of what we're talking about. Yeah, this may uh, this would be a cool area of uh, direction to go in. I don't believe in utopias. Utopias don't exist. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying is. In a in the utopian version of what we're talking about, so say like everything we're talking about works in, in this perfect way, you know. Yeah. That obviously it's not possible necessarily, but you know, in thinking about it in that way, it uh, makes it a little more interesting to think about. Yeah. Well, uh, governments are supposed to be afraid of their constituents, not the other way around. Oh yeah, I saw you doing the V for Vendetta thing. Yeah, I mean, like they're. they're <laughs> I mean that's that's actually how it's supposed to be. Like yeah, yeah. They Thomas Jefferson, I believe. I don't know who it is exactly, but I'm guessing Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> Just drop, name drop. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm One guessing of those old that he, Yeah, they said that uh, if <clears throat> or that every nation should have a revolution this ever every so often or whatever i don't remember the exact time frame or whatever but well, it was, yeah it's that, basically how america was created yeah so he thinks that or he thought that if for for there to be no tyranny the people have to rise up every so often to right. put them back in check and also if there was ever to be something that was deemed to be unconstitutional or tyrannical the people have the moral obligation to uh, rise up against the government and make it so that they don't continue doing the things that they're doing. Right. Um, and honestly, we're kind of at that point. I don't think yeah. that I, I know that people, it's not practical for people to rise up and do things of that nature. Well, the, well, the thing is, yeah, like you're saying, it's not the most practical thing, especially in the civilization that we have now. Um, but the other idea is there's a huge amount of the population that is saying the same thing believes in many other solutions like like what we've talked about before like the the people that we vote into office are supposed to be doing the things that we want them to be doing and you know obviously that doesn't work every time but that's like the main frame of thought i guess and that's probably why it's not the most popular thing is oh yeah let's just revolt or and whatever word that whatever revolt is going to mean but it's not you know the 
popular opinion. Yeah, a, bi- a big problem that I see with uh, with politicians now is that you know they, with it being a you know it's the representatives or whatever. So you vote in people who have the beliefs that you agree with the most, and they go and they basically vote on their conscience or what they believe. Right. And the problem is, is that when they get into office, what ends up happening is that they vote. They, they don't vote the way that they said they were going to. And they start voting based on what's going to make them money, what's going to take care of the people that they want to take care of. Right. And it's usually, I mean, there's, you know, the reason that they but get on the ballot, the reason that they are able to cam- campaign to the extent that they campaign is because of the donations that they get. Yeah. You know, and the people that are making those donations are the people that are like, oh, so yeah, you, I scratch your back, you scratch my back. When you get in office, you know, help me out with this, help me out with that. And it's so far gone, you know, it's, it's who somebody, you know, that's donating all this money is, is the person that's controlling the government. Yeah. I mean, we'll say quote unquote person, whereas it could be company or conglomerate or group of people, I guess. Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, uh, with, as far as the corporations go, when they, when they, uh, basically like with lobbying, you know, they, people say that corporations are evil because they get all, they get all these like handouts from the government and stuff like that, or right. that they, they run rampant and then they don't take care of their employees and stuff like that. And the reason right. why they can get away with it is because they do, uh, give favors to or they they give money to politicians who then grant favors mm-hmm. to them um you know like i mean that, that's just the way it works right now and um people equate that with regular capitalism that's not what it is i just i was just thinking of a thought here just because yeah. we were talking about internet and then now going into this you think maybe in this age of you know inter like everybody being connected or wired or whatever right everybody has a screen yeah so say like the the like the way campaigning and the way things work now it's like somebody goes and they go if they're say you're running for president they will go to all the different places in the u.s usually like swing areas yeah things where they can get voted in or they need to win a vote or something like that but they they physically go to all those places, and that costs you know millions of dollars for them to do all that. You think now in this age, right? If we all have a screen, if you know, I know it's not it's not the easiest thing to get somebody to watch something that, for your campaign or whatever. But say you can get that much of a following with you know, I guess not minimal money, but enough money to do it where you're on the on every you can get everybody's attention just through that. And that way, the guy who's getting all the donations that maybe isn't doing the right thing when he gets elected, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a, a, a nice loophole or a way to do it that you wouldn't have to owe a bunch of people favors in all, when you're in office. Uh, I think that... Because so, I know people do that already, but at the same time, I don't know. Like, um, Donald, Trump, the, the, Donald Trump got elected based on social media. Like, a lot of it. Yeah. Um, he he didn't take he didn't get very many donations as a whole, right? The majority of his majority yeah, of his he paid, he paid for a lot of it himself. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it was social media and ma- and keeping his name on on the excuse me on the lips of CNN, Fox News, all those people by being somewhat outrageous, right? And that 
like he used them as marketing for a mm-hmm. lot of his stuff. So like he would have rallies, which would cost obviously a lot of money, and he would be um, he would front a lot of the money himself. But what he would do is while he was there, he would say something crazy, which would lead to outrage on social media. And when there's a lot of outrage on social media, then CNN. MSNBC, they're like, right. oh shit! Like they realize, like, oh, people are really interested when he says things like this. Yeah, we got to put it on <clears> our <throat> network for that, the rating and whatnot. And then from and then from then on, they start, they took the mantle and they started being the ones that were influencing social media by focusing on certain things that he said. So through that, he didn't take a ton of donations. Obviously, he probably had corporate donate donations and yeah, he had a lot of well, people donating, but maybe the money that he was fronting as well, you know, where did that money come from? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, his dad that uh, yeah, he ended I up mean, turning into that as well, billions of dollars. That that as well, but I mean, he's also part of his own corporation, right? Yeah, or not I mean, maybe not anymore, but he um I mean, he definitely has mob ties of some sort. He did at some point, at least. If you're building buildings in the, probably even now in New York, there's some sort of mob that you have to deal with. Well, yeah, and they're not. Yeah, they they're not called mobs anymore, right? They're unions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, which is that that's another topic of discussion, but <laughs> that's why I don't particularly like unions. They just strong arm people because they have the power to shut down entire construction sites if they feel like doing it. Right. Um. But, uh, but yeah, I think that the whole social media thing, like this was the first election that in 2016 was the first election that pretty much was held on social media, like the majority of it. So now using that, let's see what happens in, uh, 2020. Um, I don't think that there's a single Democrat candidate right now that is going, that stands a chance against Donald Trump, honestly. Yeah. Well, stands a chance is, I mean, we could, I don't know, because you could really, I mean, right now there's, what, 22 of them? There's, so there's a lot they, less than that now. They cut not, out. The, none of them, like a lot of, well, yeah, I think after the debates and whatnot, it's just, it's become like the big dogs now. That's who's like came out of it. But it's, it's probably, it's probably like 14 of them now. Okay. Because uh, who was it that dropped out? Beto, I guess, dropped out. Um, Beto? Beto, whatever the fuck his name is. That guy, he dropped out, though. <clears throat> I think so. <clears throat> Maybe not. I don't know. But the, I, I haven't been keeping up with it. Was, I didn't watch the debates or anything. There, there was like three or four people from the first debate that got dropped, and then a couple of people have dropped out on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but Biden doesn't stand a chance. I, I think that he, he doesn't... I don't think he had... I don't think he has a taste of blood, right? I don't think that he could be aggressive enough against Donald Trump to actually stand a chance. I think Donald Trump will right. eat him alive. <clears throat> Bernie Sanders, I don't even know if he wants to win. I think he probably would much rather write another book and make a couple million dollars off of that again, like he did last time. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Kamala Harris doesn't stand a chance because all she's going to do is keep on doing what she's doing to Biden now, and people see that that's right. bullshit. Um, well, that's what I was going to say, too, is the fact that there's now 14 of them. It's like a lot of the stragglers and even the top people, like a lot of them are running on the whole I will defeat Donald Trump thing. But then on the other side of it is like they're all just working against each other yeah. to, uh, to really get there. And that's, you know, not allowing any of them to shine brightly. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. I 
I think Biden's weak in general, but also he's not he's not progressive enough to get like uh, to get the progressive voters to go out. But also, yeah, I think he's a little too moderate. Mm-hmm. I don't know for for what for the primary at least. Um, I think that he would do better than the more progressive people uh, in the like in the long run, like in the general election. But as far as primaries go, I don't think he stands a chance because the people that are going to go out and actually vote in the primaries for Democrats are going to be the people who are really passionate about Democrat uh, ideas. Like mm-hmm. the people who are who lean very socialist are going to be the ones that are like, we really want to get like these people in. Right. So they're going to be more aggressive voters than than the moderate Democrats. But then, I mean, on the flips, um, I keep saying that, but on the other ideas too, like the vast amount of people that may not necessarily qualify as Democrat, but the people that also, you know, maybe qualify as Republican or conservative or whatever we want to label them as, they are also don't like Donald Trump. So the idea being that they would vote for the Democrat, whether it's whoever, you know, you that, mean, I mean, mean that could also do something. You mean in like in the general election? Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, I just mean right now as far as primary goes, I don't know who actually stands a chance of getting voted as the Democrat nominee. Okay, yeah. Um, well, but then I mean, also in the general, yes, I I think there are a hand, a good bit of people who probably aren't very happy with Donald Trump. Right. But I don't think that your typical Republican is going to be able to stomach voting for a Democrat. And, um, I mean, the but moderates, maybe, I don't but, know. So to, to talk about that, like being that they don't want to vote for somebody who is a Democrat versus a Republican, but also a Republican, like, okay, sorry. So the person that doesn't want to vote for Donald Trump, right. And that yeah. say they were going to vote Democrat. Yeah. Would a person like such as Joe Biden, who like we say is more moderate, be a contender then because a lot of those Republican voters that want to vote Democrat now, you know, that he could possibly swing that because if he is more moderate. I I don't know because he is he's touting I think he's trying too hard to ride on the coattails of a, of Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. Um like he he just wants to strengthen Obamacare which anybody who is anybody, even, any Republican is not going to vote remote, for that. Anybody who's even remotely Republican does not want an expansion of right. Obamacare. Uh, anybody who's libertarian of any way, of any sort, anybody who is conservative at all does not want to deal with uh, with a stronger government hold over um, healthcare medical. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then also, he just creeps a lot of people out, man. He makes people really uncomfortable. Well, yeah, there was a huge thing for a while. I mean, I know the Me, me Too stuff, but as well as him, just the thing, like that, remember the whole joke? The kids and stuff. Him, like, him putting his hands on people and stuff. That was, I, that, I think it died down, but if he gets, I mean, it'll probably pop right back up. Yeah, I mean. If he gets any, like. Donald Trump will not let that lie. Like if if it's actually Donald Trump versus Joe Biden, like that's game over. Like that's what yeah. he will harp on that. Well, yeah, also, a lot. I mean, that's what was the uh, Donald calls him like uh, Sleepy Joe. Is what yeah, he calls Sleepy him. Joe. Right. Yeah, it's because he's boring. Right. He's fucking boring to listen to. Like Donald Trump, for all of his flaws, is extremely interesting. Like sure. he's fun to watch. He yeah. pisses people off. He says ridiculous he's things. He's got the shock. Like he's got the 
Yeah, he's got the entertaining factor. As somebody who hates politics, at, like or politicians as a whole, if I'm going to watch the country fall apart, <laughs> I at least want it to be interesting, right? I want right. it to be entertaining. Same thing, though. You Joe don't Biden want, is, you don't want like an itchy trigger finger guy. He's not. I mean, he isn't. I'm, I know that. Obviously, we know that. Surprisingly on our last Our last episode. But at the same time, like... It's not the fact that he is the itchy trigger, trigger finger, but maybe the guy that's going to get somebody else, you know, triggered. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think that um, right now with the way things are going, people are moving, like the, the politicians themselves are mm-hmm. moving further and further outside of, like they're, they're getting more and more extreme. Yeah, and it's just making it more and more impossible yeah, every I, election season. I mean, I don't even, I don't remember who it was, but somebody... The Democratic debate literally said that he wants or that he needs uh, the need reproductive justice for women. And he's like, including trans women. And by that, he meant um, women who transition to men is right. what is what he said when he backtracked. But that's even worse than if he would have just said um, th- if he would have stuck with the men who became women. Right. Uh, because or didn't become transitioned to to being women, um, which is even worse because then he's misgendering. So then people yeah. start eating him alive for that. Right. Like, it's just like like yeah, they but- get, people get further and further to the fringes, and then they have this this Maoism like this Maoist thought that purity is necessary so if you fuck up even a little bit or if you stray from the path even a small amount right. people start eating them so right. it's a snake eating its own tail mm-hmm. right and it's crazy to watch like some there's actually an extremely liberal um i just saw it uh a, a very liberal doctor who um who's got fired from her job because she was talking about how you're not uh, talking about planned parenthood lady are you uh, maybe there's the CEO of Planned Parenthood got fired. Oh, because she said that she that she's not going to talk that she's not going to say people getting abortions. She's going to say women getting abortions. Well, from what I heard about that, um, I, I'm not sure if that was like the headline or not. But I listened. It was on NPR or something on the way home. It was the board of like the the board of whatever for uh, Planned Parenthood had like a meeting and then decided to fire her. And for what we believe to be the fact that they don't, they want somebody more aggressive, I guess, somebody more, you know, pushing their, their beliefs and what, I guess beliefs might be not the right word, but pushing their agenda more. Yeah. And I guess she wasn't fitting the bill for them. So they pushed her out and now like somebody on the board is leading it up and they're not going to have a new C, a new permanent CEO until like next year. It, I, I saw some, I, it might not be the same thing that we're talking about but somebody got fired because they said that they want to because they they refuse to say uh abortions for people instead of abortions for women mm-hmm. because she said that basically like talking about trans women is alienating women right in general because she's like that that's not she's like you know trans women can't get pregnant anyways because either they were men who transition to women mm-hmm. or they're sterile because they transition to men usually. Right. So she's like, I, I'm not gonna, she's like, that, that doesn't make any sense. Like scientifically speaking. So she got fired from some position. Um, 
and that's ridiculous. I wonder if that's the same thing. I, I'm going to have to look that up so I can see, but... Yeah, but to me, that, that that's crazy. Because if, like, good doctors shouldn't get fired just because... Yeah, because don't... the way they phrase something. Yeah, I mean... I'm, like, that's like a... What, what's his name? Fucking, uh, the guy who got fired from Google, like, a year or two ago. Um, James Damore. Or, what happened with him? Uh, he got fired because... Uh, which this is... Uh, it's not necessarily about trans people, but it's more about uh, women in tech in general. Mm-hmm. Um, he like they they took some seminar or whatever about women about like women in the workplace and stuff like that, and they actually told him like, hey, or they told everybody like, hey, if you like have any issue with what we we're talking about, or if you have any ideas for how we can fix something, blah blah blah, you write us an email or whatever or a memo and send it over to us and we'll try and figure out how to make it work or something like that and he wrote out this long memo explaining like the biological reasons why women tend to lean towards or tend to not lean towards tech in general and that he uh and he also laid out like a really long plan of how to try and get more women into tech and stem mm-hmm. and stuff like that um but because he was using evolutionary biology that said that women aren't the same as men, that they don't want to do the same type of work, he got fired from right. Google and it became this big thing. And um, Well, Google's, I mean, or any corporation for that matter, if you're, if you're about to become a scandal headline or something like that, they're going to boot you, I guess. Yeah, and it's just like, but then he was like demonized and stuff like that. and Right, which... Um, which happens with any kind of they always rake you over their coals usually if it's you know something of that matter yeah people like they said that uh like it seems kind of just like the way he worded it made people think that he was being like misogynistic of some in some way right but dude's autistic of some sort he's on the spectrum of some sort so he wrote like the technical terms and stuff like that, but the technical terms are um, words that seem really negative sometimes. Sure. It's like one of the words, or he like said women are, um, God, I can't remember what it was, but it, it was basically saying that like neurotic or something like that. Oh God. I was about to say, did he say subhuman? No, it, it's like he said something about like women are more neurotic so they don't want to be a part of this or whatever because men are more likely to do like a task that yeah, is... Yeah, so immediately that negative connotation triggered everybody. Yes, so they were like, okay, you're saying women are neurotic. Get out of here. Yeah. Right, so, I mean, like, it's just people are getting way more extreme, and from there even, people have gotten more extreme. Like, you can't say that uh, trans women can't have kids. Right. Because they legitimately even can't though, give birth. Even though you may work for Planned Parenthood. Scientifically speaking, they can't give birth. Right. Um, so I don't know. Maybe I, they just want to be like, hush, you know. We that, know they can't. That's but, what, you know, we don't have to say it. That's what it is. 100%. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, it's a bit absurd. Yeah. But, hmm. yeah, like, I mean, I don't think that Joe Biden isn't extreme enough to get through primaries and the extreme people have no shot against Donald Trump, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, even if, like, I, the biggest following right now is, like, Bernie Sanders and stuff like that, and it's even him. I guess 
I was going to bring in age, too, but, I mean, Donald Trump's as old as he is, I imagine, so... Yeah, but also this can be his... The end of his term. Like, he's only got four more years as opposed to Bernie. When you go in, you don't want to... You don't want to give off the appearance of, I'm only going to I'm only gonna be able to serve one term. Right. Because you can't get shit done in four years. Right. Donald Trump has kind of shown that. Like, if you get tied up in anything, like, you're fucked. Your entire first four years are screwed. The, the first two years of Donald Trump's presidency, he, he hasn't been able to do shit. And right. it's partially because, I mean, he's just been bogged down by this whole... Impeachment Impeachment stuff. stuff and then, I don't know, it... I also don't think that he's planning on following through with most of his promises anyways. But, I don't know. He, it's just... Politics but, is a fucking yeah, mess. And it's a joke. Is, yeah, he's in the spotlight right now. But even the, the if a new guy gets elected, it's going to be the same game. So No, for sure. It's always been the game. <sighs> Get somebody in for a couple years. They do things. And then the next president comes in and... Undoes everything. Undoes everything. Or and, doesn't do anything. Or if they're lucky, like like with Obama, with Obamacare, like he figured out a way to shoehorn that in. And yeah. that that's like the biggest legislation that's happened in a long time. And it completely changed everything for healthcare. It will never go back to the way it was ever again. Right. Um, and it's because once you gave people the ability to take care of pre-existing conditions... And not being able to be discriminated against on pricing or anything like that for insurance, like you can never take that away now. It, yep. th- there's a there's a market reason why it was more expensive, or you could be turned down for pre-existing conditions. It's because you are going to be a burden on the people who aren't sick very often. They're gonna have to raise the prices of everybody else, which is why insurance costs have gone up so much. Plus, now men have to pay for uh like the the needs of women so like the birth like to help offset the cost of insurance for women so that cuz now birth has to be covered in insurance and things of that nature right um so men have to pay more than they would have because they don't have to worry about giving birth but they have to worry about fitting the bill for people who are giving birth so the cost of insurance went up for everybody. And I don't even know if the birth thing is actually what it is, but I know that there are women issues that are covered now that weren't going to be, or weren't and, always covered. And I'm sure it's vice versa, too. No, it is. I mean, the, yeah. but you also think about it. I mean, women, biologic, like their bodies, they ha- they can have way worse issues than men. Like just the birth thing alone is an issue that men don't have to worry about that yeah. cost tens of thousands of dollars but at the same time i mean how many procedures are men getting in comparison i mean not to say specific procedures like prostate stuff or anything like that but specific ones meaning like guys are more prone to be ac- in an accident or something like that so no i know i mean it it, it all goes the same it all goes both ways i yeah, mean no, it, but that's I just the one thing saying. i thought of uh, off the top of my head i know that's why i'm trying to detract a little bit so it doesn't seem like that's the focus well, no, i, I, I mean, just want to kind of no, it's, it's everything. Bit. I mean, they, there are different procedures that are covered now that weren't covered before right. um, for both men and women that people have to worry about now that, we, that insurance companies have to cover because mm-hmm. they're required to be covered now. Um, pre-existing conditions being one of them. Like if people have cancer and like it's already known they have cancer, you can't turn them down on insurance anymore. So the cost of cancer treatments is obviously very high yeah. um, and to help 
offset the losses that companies would come across normally if somebody got cancer. Right. Now everybody has to pay thousands of dollars more a month because like an insurance per person can be up to like $1,400 a month. It's ridiculous. Um, which is why most people now try to find jobs that do provide insurance because, I mean, it was illegal to not have insurance. Right. Um, stuff like that. And usually the fine was cheaper than not having insurance. Yeah. It was cheaper than having insurance. I mean, it was just the paperwork and stuff like that, that he had to go through the, it, yeah, it's crazy. And then I don't know. I mean, he lied, he literally lied. If you want to keep your insurance companies, you can No, is half those insurance companies were forced out of the market, uh, which is a government created monopoly. Only yeah. the most, most States only have one insurance company one or two insurance companies now. And there used to be a ton. Right. And all the ones that were failing were bought out by other companies. And now yep. we have two or three companies in Georgia. Like, I don't even know if Aetna is around anymore. Blue Cross, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, and Humana are at least there. Aetna might be still. I don't know. But I, I guess mean, my mom, she would know about all that. Yeah. I mean, there, there's only a handful now. Whereas you used to be able to buy from any state you wanted used to have be able to have any insurance company that you wanted and now it's i don't know i mean there's just not many left and it causes the price to go up because there's no competition plus the requirements of you have to take care of pre-existing conditions but you can't take that away anymore at this point if you were to say we're going to reset back to the way insurance was before that you can be discriminated against for pre-existing conditions you absolutely would not get that passed there's no way in hell right because once people start getting the goodies <laughs> they refuse to stop getting them that's why that's why the welfare state's as big as it is right because initially they were like hey we're gonna do um food stamps whatever and then you then somebody would be like okay so we're like let's get rid of food stamps but we'll do like a this amount of money per month or whatever for these people um that wouldn't happen like then they're like okay we'll just add it on because we can't get rid of the food stamps now right stuff like that i mean um that's why when people talk about universal basic income like to me that's not going to work because even if you were to get rid of the entire thing of all the welfare, of all food stamps, all that stuff, and you just guarantee $1,000 a month like Andrew Yang wants, um, the problem's going to be is that at some point, somebody's going to say, somebody's going to run on, I want to add food stamps back to it on top of universal basic income. Right. And once you do that, if that does get passed, people are not going to be able to give that up. You're not going to be able to pull that away and right. be able to take away either of them. So it's going to end up just adding on to the burden tax-wise. And we're already twenty-two trillion dollars in debt. Like, I thought it was more than that. It's over twenty-two trillion dollars, but it's in the twenty-two trillions. Um, not a single person's talked about that on the debate stage. Like they only ask about things that people are concerned about, and people don't care or seem to even know that we are that far into debt. Yeah, that I mean that always becomes like it always comes up in the general election, typically because that's like when. They're hitting all of the major points. That's the only time you really hear about it. And then it's like, uh, yeah, I will reduce the 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 deficit or whatever. And then, you know, they get elected and then... They stop yeah, talking about yeah, it. Yeah, it never happens. <laughs> yeah, I, it just... 
like I don't think I don't think spending government spending has gone down ever. Huh. Like it's all it always goes up, and uh, like pe- like Republicans will say, "Oh, let's lower taxes," right? Right. Then they lower the taxes, but then they don't change the spending, and the spending continues to go up, but taxes go down, and that doesn't work because that creates a bigger gap. Right. And at least be fucking honest, right? They say, "Oh, we're <laughs> conservatives. We want to reduce spending. We want to reduce taxes." Right. They don't want to reduce spending because they want to increase it for military, but take it down for social programs. Right. Those end up offsetting, and you end up spending the it's, exact same amount, yeah, if same not amount. more. All right. Again, because you're not going to you're not going to lower welfare as much as you're going to raise the military spending. So mm-hmm. you're going to end up having a much higher amount of money that you're spending on the government, but taking in less tax dollars. So nobody ever cuts the spending and reduces taxes at the same time. The right. only way that we're going to be that the United States is going to become fiscally neutral is if they reduce spending significantly and I mean or default on the or default on the debt, which is 100% possible and that's probably the only way the United States is going to get out of the debt that they're in or that we're in. Like I I don't think that there's any way other than that. Right. Unless you want to just flood the market and fucking ruin the dollar, which can happen too. Wasn't the dollar already kind of ruined anyway? It's, I mean... It's not completely ruined. It's just, (coughs) it's not the same value it was a hundred years ago. No. I mean, also a hundred years ago, it was based on gold. Right. We went, we actually officially went off the gold standard for the last time in the 70s to pay for the Vietnam War. Oh, we're going to take ourselves off the gold standard so that we can print more money and pay for these things but once we're done in the vietnam war we're gonna come back and we're gonna get right back on that gold standard never again never again went back on the gold standard 40 years later our money is 22 trillion in debt. our money is paper that is worth absolutely nothing it's only worth what people think it's worth right which is fucking mind-blowing because it holds no value anymore. It actually used to be a dollar is worth this amount of, this amount of gold. Right. And now it's this dollar is worth what what I say it's basically, worth. Basically, <laughs> right? Like have you ever like you watch Rick and Morty, right? Yeah. Do you watch uh when he took down the citadel? <coughs> yeah. You remember how he did it? He changed uh he changed it from 1 to 0 or something like yes, that. Yes. That changed- wasn't the citadel though. That was the Oh, the not, not the Citadel of Ricks. The yeah, aliens or it's whatever. The galactic whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. The the whole the big overarching government over the entire universe type deal. Yeah. He changed um, it from one to zero. He changed the currency from one whatever it is one dollar to to being worth zero dollars and completely crashed the economy. That is the United States. Yeah. If somebody was to go in and say dollars worth nothing, the dollar would be worth nothing. It's <laughs> just everything crumbling. Yeah. Uh, and that's what's scary about the economy, man. It, it's it's all predicated on nothing. Yeah, or illusion of value. Yeah, I mean that's literally what it is—an illusion of value. I mean, and the more money that is pumped in, it loses more and more value. And the closer to default the United States is on their debt, the less and less value that the United States dollar is worth. Yep. It's just. And on top of that, fucking banks, fractional reserve banking, dude. Yeah. Are you kidding me? 
They only, you, did you know banks only have to have on hand 10% of all the money that is supposed to be in their bank? I didn't know that. So if there is $100,000 that is stored in their bank, like on right. their computers, they only have to have $10,000. Jesus. On hand. Yeah. So if any, if there's ever a run on the banks, like there was during the Great Depression, no one would get their money back. Yeah. But it's okay because it's federally insured by the Fed. Fuck that. It doesn't mean anything. You should have to have 100% of the money that is on people's account or in people's accounts on hand. Right. I mean, and that's, I mean, that's why we are where we are. It's bank using fraud. Digital it for everything. It's legal bank fraud. They are allowed to say, hey, um, these people want to take out a loan to uh, build a new building or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. This company's going to take out a loan and they're going to build a new, build a new warehouse. Um, this is the amount of money that we have on hand. We have $10,000 on hand. Um, or Okay, so we go a higher number, whatever. $100,000 on hand. Say that they need $100,000 loan or whatever. Um, we have $100,000 on hand, but we have $10 million or $100,000. No, what did I say? Uh, I, right, whatever. I, they need a $10,000 loan. Yeah, say they have 10% of whatever. They have 10% of whatever's in the bank, and they need that full 10%. Right. Uh, they won't give them the physical ten percent. They'll just, just they'll just make it. They'll just make the money basically out of nothing. Right. Like, it's insane. Like they're writing checks for money they don't have. It's bullshit. Right. It's an illusion. The all the money, all currency is an illusion. I'm just thinking about that scene in Dark Knight uh, where he's burning the money pyramid. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that. Yeah, I, and that honestly was probably the best thing that could have happened to the economy of. Of uh, Gotham, because that's less money on the market. Less money on the market increases the value of dollars. Right. <clears throat> Ugh. Fucking. It's a joke. <laughs> our, our monetary, our monetary policies are a joke. It's all fake and predicated on nothing. I want to know. I, I gotta re- listen to this. Just look at how long your rant is on this. It's long. <laughs> I could go longer, honestly. That's why we have so many topics in, in the vault. <laughs> yeah, it is, because we, we literally had a handful of topics. We talked about two of them, and then somehow got to the, got to monetary policy. Yep. I always figure out a way to make it about libertarian no, principles. Good. No, it's good. It's all entertaining, good information. Yeah, I try to be real with you guys. Are we at an hour already? Yeah, we're at an hour. Oh, damn, okay. I was just joking. I was about to just... I was trying to see, but... Wow, that was an hour. Yeah, we legitimately have uh, been talking for an hour. Nice. Um, yeah, so I guess we'll just end it there. Uh, just Sweet. remember that money is an illusion. Our government is predicated on... Nothing is real. Our, our government in general is predicated on the idea that we give them power, right? We say, these people have power to rule. They don't actually are the same as everybody else. Yep. It's all horseshit. Everything is horseshit. It's all based on nothing. <laughs> What a, what a good episode. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and uh, give us a... Sub, just subscribe, share, all that stuff. Follow it doesn't us, mean anything, though. Follow us on Facebook. It just, means something just to do us. It. it means something to us. I mean, it, give it, us the illusion of power. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> give us the illusion of power. That's the, that's the uh, most expensive thing we can get. Yep. Go on to the forum. All that stuff. Chat us up. Send us emails. It's all in the description. Love you guys. See ya.
the world is based on nothing. Suck a dick.